I'm Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net, and uh, today we're talking about some of the Star Wars news. And in case people don't know, Mike is in the chat, and Mike is, I'm pretty sure, Luigi. So don't ask me why. It's not Halloween. He just lives his life as Luigi now, and we're going to go with it. So live with that. Deal with it. But anyways, uh, yeah, today we're going to talk a little bit about how the SAG after strike has ended and what it means for Star Wars. Um, Bespin Bulletin uh, wrote an article on it that I'll use as our, you know, our little map here to uh, discuss what it means, you know? So we are having a little bit of a Star Wars show, surprisingly. Um, yeah, uh, interestingly, uh, his article, that article is being plagiarized. In my opinion, actually, in, in my in my opinion, if this was a college class, this person, uh, this other outlet who's plagiarizing it would literally get a plagiarism strike. They'd be kicked out of school. They'd be put on probation or something, you know? I don't know. It just, it, it really gets me, like, I remember with, with this one, with this kind of thing, he and I would have the conversations and then, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, he started writing me notes. And I was like, thank you. He's, he's very helpful. Thus, Ben Bolton's very helpful. And um, then eventually he starts doing them as, as articles. And then and then you see, like, these this other outlet that now copies it. And I'm um, just going to look at the order of the topics. And there's things in this article that are exclusive to Bespin Bulletin. You, as just a, a normal person or whatever would have no reason to know this bit of information on his analysis based off of his source that they also have in their article. And um, if they were put on the stand and had to explain it, I know they couldn't. And it's just the same shit all the time with those people, man. Like it's so bums me out and burn and burns me out. Like it's just so lame. It's like you, you you're supposed to love this thing. Star Wars. That's your passion, right? But you have to fucking plagiarize your articles. Like that's that's where your passion lies. It's like at that point, it's really that you know nothing's going on. You see somebody else making, you know, some change off of it. And then you want to go and siphon that change into your pocket because you're a greedy fucking douchebag. Like that's really what this is at the end of the of the day. And uh it just it drives me fucking crazy. It's not that hard to come up with article ideas. Not that hard. Not not that hard to go. The strike ended, and I feel like writing something. How will I do it? You know what? Bestman Bulletin's not your your fucking teacher or your mom or your dad. They're not your they're not your role model. And if they are, at least cite them in the fucking article that you're stealing. You know, blows my mind. Uh, I, I had to. I I was pretty livid about it this morning. I had to delete it. You know, it's like it's one of those things on Twitter. I was just like, oh, it's just because. You know, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, the only way to win a fight is not to fight when you really get down to it. But what do you do when the people are just pilfering off of the intellectual work that, that you're doing? What do you do? Because I can tell you when you do nothing, it never ends. They just keep doing it. They just literally profit off of it for their whole career. And uh, it's it's pretty wild. Um, pretty funny, though. It's also, if if the outlet, you know, they know who they are. If you're wondering why you don't have a source that's worth a fucking damn, 
it's this right here. I could tell you this morning, me and sources, we're laughing at you because you're so fucking pathetic. So Bestman Bulletin did a good job on this article, and we're going to use it for our, our story today. And um, for the record, Bestman Bulletin made $0.0 last month. So if you do read his site, uh, if you plagiarize him off it especially, you might want to give him a coffee, or you might want to, and you know, and if you want to support this show, you could be a channel member, you can be a Patreon supporter, you could support me and Bestman on Patreon. And I, I think one thing about as we go forward in the future when Bespin and I both have, I think, shared Patreon supporters, well, I think we'll have more incentive to do content uh, for exclusive content for both. I'm not saying spoilers, but I could probably get that guy to watch some movies and stuff like that. And uh, but right now we don't have like a lot of incentive, but I would like to see that happen down the road. I haven't even talked to him about it, so I might be jumping the gun, but you know what I mean. But uh, here's the article from bestmanbulletin.com. Uh, I'm tr it's only me right now, so I'm gonna try not to uh ignore uh the uh, chat too much. I will go back to it, I promise. But I'm going to try and uh you know get to the article a bit on November, November 8th. This is from bestmanbulletin.com on November 8th, 2023. SAG after negotiators approved the latest proposal presented to them by the Hollywood studios, ending the longest actor strike on record at 118 days. This morning, I woke up see the mainstream news covering it especially around i'm i'm in los angeles so i'm i'm hearing so you know it's like on the local news and stuff and honestly though number one yes the people out there picketing that whole time they fucking you know they worked their asses off were walking around out there i would not take that away from them they did a good job but when you read those tweets, oh my god, you would you would think they they were in Vietnam, you know? We fought so hard and valiantly. Oh, well, the sweat of the brow, the forefather. You're just like, you need to calm down a little bit. You <laughs> I mean you, you know? But anyways, Bestman goes on to write: the deal sees protection for actors against artificial intelligence. And a notable pay increase. The deal will see most minimums increase by 7%, which is 2% higher than the increase the Writers Guild of America and the Directors Guild of America received. Streaming participation bonuses, as well as an increase in both pension and health contributions. SAG-AFTRA has revealed that the contract is worth more than $1 billion in total. So otherwise, jump change to the industry and then let all of these people suffer. Never, never forget that part about this, too. The fucking Bob Igers of the world, uh, all of those cats, they went and they were down to let everybody suffer over a paltry $1 billion to them. It's paltry. In a historic day for actors in the industry, and a day that should have happened much sooner, however, a deal has finally been reached and actors can go back to making a fair living and the Hollywood system can begin operating once again. So that brings us to the question that most of my readers and followers are likely asking. What does it mean for Star Wars? Well, I can tell you, Bespin, when you write an article like this and it's called There's a Strike, what does it mean for Star Wars and other outlets doing that? That is also plagiarism as well. Fucking pigs. Fucking pig fucking idiots. All right. So anyways, you could support him on Patreon and coffee. And... um and hey, how's it going, Rob? How are you? You can support his plagiarism on Patreon and coffee. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I, well, I mean, here's the whole thing is was it Bestman Bulletin who plagiarized? 
Because somebody definitely stole from somebody today. Who no, was it? I wonder. Bespin, Bespin don't steal think, from you, nobody. You, <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's Bespin. I think we should turn on him. I'm thinking we rise up. I think we stick right in Fortnite, right? You know what, dude? Right. I think I think we take a stand <laughs> right now. Me and you. We write close to a victory royale and then we'll take him out and be like, <laughs> we win. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 But you know, we we are we are in this. Uh I mean, but like I said, the, the people plagiarizing him are the same fucking people. I mean, like, I won't even I won't name him. I don't want to make trouble for him. He doesn't want any fucking problems. He but I know how fucking disgusting they are because I've I've dealt with them for fucking 10 years of this bullshit. And it's just it's so fucking lame, dude. It's just so let's get your own fucking idea or don't do anything. And if you do say, you know what, sometimes every now and then, like, like, you know, I'll see something and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's a really good idea. What's my spin on it? What do I have to add to it? That's fine, you know. And and you could also throw a bone to the person, you know. Like I I saw this Bestman Bulletin article, and yeah, you know, and here's my take. I want to be a part of the conversation. That's part of being part of a community, you know, an intellectual community. I I think it's fair, but to go and then just to like literally lift the fucking idea, put it into the same order, and then also the things that would be exclusive to him and in, in his past reporting, and then to not even do that. Oh fuck that, you know what I mean? I I hate that shit. No respect from me, but also that's also why your sources are dog shit. That's why you go around pretending like you get scoops when you fucking don't. That's why after 10 years, you're having to fake it instead of making it. Um, the second season of Andor began filming in November 22 and was slated to conclude filming in August of this year. However, production was halted due to the SAG after strike. Andor continued to film for a couple of weeks after the SAG strike began with non-SAG actors. Scam, motherfuckers! but stopped the shoot when they had filmed all that they could without their SAG actors being present, which included much of the top build cast, including le my leading man, Diego, the ball buster, Luna. That's not, that's not what they call him, is it? Ball buster. <laughs> Diego, the ball buster, Luna. I don't think they call him that, do they? Okay. Just say. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a few ball busters in Andor. I don't think Diego Luna is one of them. <laughs> I know. He's like he's like the most like like fucking chill dude. He's just like, hey, how's it going, everybody? Even when he's like in a Nazi camp, he's pretty chill. Like, you know, yeah, he's like, oh, no, they're killing. worked to death. And he was like, yeah. what do I do? Like, What's up, <laughs> Uh, one way out <laughs> okay okay one way right, it was <laughs> it was reported that andor only had two weeks left to film before the production was shut down meaning there's not a whole lot left to shoot however it's unknown if the second and final season will need reshoots and pickups on top of what was left for principal photography so the series creator writer and showrunner tony gilroy completed the final version of his script just days before the Writers Guild of America strike started on May 2nd, 2023. And if and, and that right there, we, we know he he definitely had his like final, but he would have been changing things all through production still. That's I, I don't see how that doesn't change the shape of the picture, for better or worse. Uh, anyways, though nothing has been said, it's impossible that Gilroy has made skip changes since the WJ strike ended on September 27th, and has likely spent time looking over what was shot during this period, which saw productions halt. Yeah, and he might not have liked what he got. He might have liked it all. Might have might have been worked out. They might have planned for it. Like, we know in Southern California, 
we were talking about the strike well before it was even a Hollywood Reporter article because we knew that it, they knew, our sources were telling us we're we're getting ready, you know. So, anyways, though Andor only had two weeks left of filming, it's possible that more weeks could be added. At this time, there is no word on when Andor will will resume filming. The second and final season was due to release in August of 2024, but as I previously reported, I believe that window has has was altered with the series releasing later in the year or even early 2025. Oh, geez, it's almost like if you almost copied that sentence verbatim, you'd be plagiarizing, especially since you shouldn't know that because we know that for fucking reasons that you don't. Plagiarizing. Fucking plagiarizing. plagiarizing. I, I just hate that shit. Like, just imagine being like, Oh God, I always wanted to be a Star Wars writer. I want to be a Star Wars writer, everybody. I'm going to be a Star Wars writer. And then being so fucking lame, you can't do it. You're too fucking stupid. And then you steal it. And then you go, God, I feel like I'm living my dream right now. Like I'm a Star fuck? Wars writer, Jason. I'm a Star Wars writer too. Jason, I'm a Star Wars writer, and John keeps stealing my toothy Sarlacc bit. It, yeah. It's not nice. So yeah, he keeps it's... telling everyone, "Y'all give him a toothy Sarlacc." I'm like, "You can't do that, John. I wrote that first. God, I yeah, can't do the no, one. I mean, but this is the shit that these fucking people do, and it's just like it. I don't. I, I just know. don't understand it. I don't get. Like, it. Like, I, I understand even, like, the main character syndrome where you think, like, I'm the main character in life. And therefore, uh -huh. when I do this, like, it's so important because I'm a narcissist. Whatever I say, this oh, is I really going to be the spin. Fine. But put your fucking spin on it. Yeah. You know? Spinners, I, Jason. I mean, don't, don't just, and for the record, just adding the Bad Batch to it when uh -huh. nobody gives a fuck. That's oh, not, no. that doesn't make it not plagiarism. No, that doesn't make also, it Also, Dirty Dancing 2 was my idea. Diego That's stole true. it from me. I was going to do that first. But he you always say that, and I'm always that. forced to say, did you know that was created as a Natalie Portman vehicle? And then she, she, oh bounced. my goodness. Havana Nights. Portman said, no, Havana Nights. That shit's plagiarism. Oh. I saw the first, I saw the first Dirty Dancing, and it's just Dirty Dancing 1 plagiarized in Havana. I'm out. Uh huh. But that, that was my idea. Oh, so there you go. There, there you go, no All right, Mandalorian. You want season? Season That's why he struck. Quattro. Want credit. Sorry. All right, Mandalorian season Quattro. Oh, the Quattro. fourth season of the Mandalorian was slated to begin production in late September with series creator John Favreau touting <laughs> in the spring that he Hold had that. already. <laughs> Hold on, you just started something. You okay, can't gloss over that one, John Favreau. <laughs> like you know when they uh they dress bugs bunny up in that that really racist french outfit where he yeah great hanging out of his mouth <laughs> what was uh, <laughs> what was uh miyamoto saying about the zelda producer yesterday many hollywood like it was something like many great hollywood success like it was something silly but yeah anyway. he had many great hollywood success plus you know <laughs> The uh, some of them execs somewhere out there in Japan think he created Spider Man. So, what are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, to be fair, do we know who really created Ultraman, Jason? We don't. We, don't. I mean, chances are, fucking what's his who created Spider Man? Uh, uh, what's his face? <laughs> what is this a Spider Man yeah, Steve, show? Steve, Steve Ditko. Stanley. Okay, okay, so, Steve, I'm gonna be Steve honest Ditko? though, yeah, it's primarily Steve Ditko. I'm just gonna let okay. You know, 
So what you're telling me is that it Stan Lee plagiarized that shit off of another article and came up with Spider-Man. Well, a little bit different. Stan Lee was the company man, and since he was the only one on payroll, he took credit. Okay. And everyone else is okay. a freelancer. That's kind of a that's more of a capitalistic thing, right? What mm-hmm. we're talking about is just outright taking someone else's shit and staying oh. on it. So it's a little bit different, but sort of the same. It's parallel. Yeah. It's parallel. I mean, th- one's a true believer and one's a thief okay Look, presumably they were either gonna let chat gpt write the article or just steal it directly and at least they took the time to type it out I yeah I mean, give them some credit right yeah have been more lazier pistol piece says who are we talking about i'm not going to give them the fucking validation Man. you know to be honest with you but simply just go look at uh the other outlets and look at bestman bulletin's article look at the timestamps. And also, just remember the fact that even beyond that, it's a, a series he started for himself and to help this show at the same time, I'd say. like cause, Because our conversations were like, oh, we should make this into the articles. Because it's like, what else are you going to do during during all of this shit? He did a good job. And he's done a good job with, with wrapping this up every single time. Now that it, you know, now that the, now that the, the directors, what does it mean? Now that the um, writers can come back to work, what does it mean? And so on. So anyways... So the WGA strike concluded on September 27th, but even with the writer strike over, the Mandalorian did not set a production start date as SAG after began striking midway through the WGA strike. Now with the strike over, you'd assume Lucasfilm and Disney are going to start circling dates on calendars for various productions to start or restart. Deadline mentioned that network series seem to be the current focus to get back into production for major studios, including Disney when it comes to tv with many hoping to restart filming in late november or early december disney are focusing on their tv efforts on new york series such as Grey's anatomy 911 abbott elementary and the old man streaming remember when they say there's too much comic book material they've been making these cis's 911 boston legals like on a loop for 30 years now right i i know i know fucking Grey's anatomy like right what the fuck but i guess it's comfort tv to somebody somewhere not me um previously i had exclusively revealed that even pre-strikes i had heard that the mandalorian season four was looking to release in 2025 and now on the other side of the strikes i believe it's still aiming for that year just later than initially hoped due to be due to the planned release window and the studio's focusing on on kickstarting production on a network series i don't think we'll see the fourth season of mandalorian begin filming until the new year Agreed. It's also worth mentioning that leading man Pedro Pascal likely won't take part in the filming. Now, now here's the here's the thing about this. This has been been kicked around Twitter since he wrote this article. He's not saying Pedro Pascal is not in the Mandalorian season quattro. He's not saying that. He's not saying that that we won't see his face. He's not saying that. He's saying it's likely he won't take part in the filming. And um, so that's not a confirmation. That's not a scoop. That's not a, that's not a thing. That's, that's simply looking at his schedule because if you read the follow-up of the sentence, just like season three, due to his commitment to Ridley Scott's Gladiator 2. And now I would say Gladiator 2, which begins filming, uh, which is due to begin filming over the next few weeks. So in a way, I kind of think Gladiator 2 probably, honestly, is going to be probably, he'll probably be done with it maybe before it would even matter. But then he has to go back to The Last of Us. And then, and, and whatever comes up 
Andy thumbs down. I have to be there. Only I can yeah. do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I mean, it, me the thumbs up or the thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, so so like, but but also just to like put it into context, like Pedro has never really been there for the filming, and when he, and on those days that we see his face, those are the the times when he he obviously is there. And um, they didn't show it last or, season at all, but it, but I would really say he became a supporting character last season as opposed to the to the main character. I so then, but the uh, the next season is going to see Mando going back to his roots of what he was used to, thinking he's going to be able to hunt Imperials on his own, and going from there. So I do think there's a good chance we would see his face versus season three, but nobody knows yet. Well, can you help me with this? All right, because mm-hmm. I. As I've said before, I am conflicted. Okay. On one hand, we have Iron Man movies, and we're like, or superhero movies, where they they never had their mask on. Everyone's like, just leave the mask on. Why do you got to take the mask off, right? Like, why are we gonna see their face all the time? I want to see Iron Man's Iron Face. I don't want to see Robert Downey Jr. all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to see uh, Spider Man. I want to see them with the, you know, why is he always gonna take his mask off? But then when we're on the Mando. And, and, you know, and you know the actor isn't in there, so the helmet's on. We're like, why is he got to have the helmet on all the time? What we see the actor? <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, you know what I'm saying, Brandon? Like, sorry, Jason. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like, is there is there? Do they feel like they want the authenticity? Because James Earl Jones never once wore a Darth Vader outfit, like his entire life. Like, <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> He's still alive. It's not too late. And although that was a robotic shark inside the jaw shark was a real shark. They just put a, a robotic shark outside the real shark. Just to what if it. what if we put James Earl Jones inside a robotic shark? Did that ever oh, happen? Look, you know I mean? look, this is something that Steve had to talk George off a ledge on once, right? For Jaws 3, right? When George wanted to make Jaws yeah. 3, that's exactly what he wanted to do. And they both settled on letting uh Universal hire Lou Gossett Jr. So Lou Gossett Jr., <laughs> right, is is okay. basically James Earl Jones in a shark suit. Well, I think okay. Ben asks a, a good question. Like he articulates what people either tacitly know or think they know, and and so I think this is a nice articulation of of, of a question that probably people think. Um, my question is, why is it such a big deal? Who was under the helmet? Nobody ever commented about Darth Vader being two separate people. I just don't get it. So the uh, thing I I think with with this particular instance is. We have Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian. He's one of the most sought-after, hot actors that's that's performing right now. Every and um, when he does take the mask off, we get really really good moments. But also, we are to say it, it doesn't matter. Some scenes it doesn't matter for one hundred percent. A lot of things, a lot of times, it doesn't matter. Uh, most of the scenes, it doesn't matter. But if we were going to take like a stuntman in a costume and then pretend like he's going to bring the same performance as Pedro Pascal in a in a very important moment, uh, I think we have a little bit of a ooh are are we getting the best version of this? I, I really don't know. I I, I mean it's completely well, it's like, like nobody could I, know. I, but I felt that in Boba Fett he took his helmet off way too much. Like he's mm-hmm. walking around downtown with his helmet in his arm. I'm like, can we just put the helmet on? Like so yeah. I what I, what it really comes down to is like two things, right? I I feel one, they've switched 
the protagonist of the show to someone else and pulled a little bit of this is a real bait and switch they're like mm-hmm. no it's really about any mandalorian that's not the case like yeah otherwise they would have had multiple mandalorians in the first season and blah blah. i mean they I, they were but i mean main characters i don't mean like people <laughs> standing in the background while din does his thing so it's ridiculous and it was called the mandalorian the implies one like that <laughs> I mean, well, like you, no, it, no, no, it doesn't. It, it's, it's plural. It's not plural. It's Mandalorians is the plural. No, no, no. It could be the Mandalorian. It can be. It can go that way too. Okay. It can. I mean, but 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 then just admit you're changing it in the show, yeah. and then if people reject it, cancel the show. Like it's just that simple. But don't play well, this game of like, hey, everyone wanted to see this character. No, that's not you. Look, the average people. How do I say this, man? Like the average audience out there. If I say I got a movie called, remember when Batman Returns came out and Batman was in it for like 19 minutes, mm-hmm. right? Like if you actually clock it, it's under 20 minutes total Batman time. On really? Like a two hour is that movie. that little? Yeah. It really is. Okay. And so, so like. Yeah, I, I, I that was the first Batman time I realized I, I hated when they add multiple villains into a thing because I don't feel like anybody gets the actual like character work that, that they need. And so I people like felt it. that was a bait and switch for a monster movie featuring Catwoman mm-hmm. and Penguin that had a Batman in it. Yeah. Legit, look, I like the film. I don't love it as much as the first Pe- film. People weren't saying that back then though. They were that saying wasn't, that. No, they weren't. They they, they, they that became that they became discourse over time. Maybe your weird uncle said it, but uh, my weird ankles stuff ankles like 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 now now I, I, I hear like like Based off of people looking at old evidence, like oh, parents were outraged over it, and it was like no, I'm they not weren't. Talking. That's a separate. I, I know, I, I know. No, I'm saying you know the I, McDonald's I, bit. No kid yeah, cared. Yeah, no yeah. Like, like no, no, no parents cared. Parent, parents were letting us walk to school with with murderers down on the street. No, they, but there was very little Batman in the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, no, you're not wrong though. You're not wrong. I'm not so, saying that. Like, but that but was here's really. But here's like, what I. But what was but what you're saying, Rob? Yeah, you know? but but so here's the here's the thing though is can you start a show off with one man and he's just the Native American and then as it goes on he finds his lost Native Americans and it's called the Native American and then it's about other ones yes you can do it but the the difference is is that it when the narrative is so muddy and unclear People don't know what's going on, and they're just because they're not being lost, honest with it from you a know? narrative standpoint. They're not being honest with that. It's character. because he doesn't know what he's doing. He has these story ideas that he wants to do, and he has yeah. these great moments he, he thinks of for for Bo Katan, and he has these great moments or ideas for like the Mandalorian. Then he's like, okay, we're just going to watch Mandalorian. Uh, then is just going to see all of this, like it's going to observe well, all of this. this. Is, but it doesn't but feel this, like that. This is something where like. Look, but that's again, where, feel... but but that's where the performance matters. That's where Pedro being on set, Pedro's the guy who's going to go. Whoa, you're losing my character here. We're okay, losing the thread. And when and and no offense to, to like Brendan Wayne and the the, the 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 other performers who bring Mando to life, but in that instance, that that might be where we would rather have Pedro on that day, like on the on the day when they might kiss. Well, they can't kiss if Pedro's not there. They can kiss if Pedro is there. So if well, that became clean helmets, it, yeah, yeah, but no, but if that if that became the right way to go, so th- that's where it's like, yes, it, on one hand, it doesn't matter that Pedro's not there, but it can matter that he's not there, and like so, like, and then like, uh, I think it's fair for the fans of Pedro Pascal and Din to want the moments of intimacy where his face is revealed because well, they could have just retitled the show Mandalore. 
You know what I mean? But you're just hung up on the title. And and I'm telling you, it doesn't matter though. Because because if they go, people the average public considers him Dingerin to you know Pedro Pascal to be the Mandalorian. Mm Hmm. You know, that's like saying, "Hey, we got another Grogu, but he ain't a Grogu." We'll call him. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, happening. but they also also call it the fucking Baby Yoda show. So who fucking cares about them? As far as that goes, well, I mean, the 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 uh, the uh, thing is is it's it lacks finesse. Season three lacked finesse, and so I yeah, I what 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 kind like <laughs> what what no no but but I mean I mean what, what you're what you're saying is true of season three of the Mandalorian. I'm just saying it doesn't have to be true. It is, but it doesn't have to be. It didn't have to be that way. Uh, could could the, the Mandalorian? I mean, I mean, I always said like 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 the show was going to be about the restoration of Mandalore. There was always going to be more about this one man picking up more and it growing down from the very first like episodes where a secret like like I don't remember what they call it convent coven I don't remember what they called themselves the, the, their little cult the little secret cult and then like like it was it was always going to go this way and then going that way in a TV series you were always going to end up picking up more more people like one hundred percent. Like it was, and 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 on a TV series that lasts multiple seasons, you end up getting episodes where the protagonist isn't the protagonist. But um, but on that last one, I do, I do think that Pedro being unavailable did end up making those scripts have a focus that was slightly not in the right place. Right. Because if we had a show called The Corellian, right, mm-hmm. featuring uh, Harrison Ford as Han Solo back in nineteen eighty. 86 instead of the Endor right and it yeah. takes off and then it becomes about another Corellian because Harrison Ford's busy making the working girl and uh, the fugitive people would have rejected that too it is not anything new this is just it's it's you got a star he's outgrown your show you need to end the show yeah or take the hits and just yeah. be honest with your audience and say, man, we got to change it. Pedro's a big dude. You know what I mean? And we've complete, we completed this story. We're going to do a new story. But that's a big problem where they reunite Grogu and then you tell them the story ends. It's like, maybe that wasn't the way to do it. Maybe leave Grogu out there with Luke, you know, like, so it moves mm-hmm. to a different storyline, you know, like, because then you well, reunite him and you're like, no more adventures with these two, you know, just the, behind the helmet. Like, yeah, well, once. Once they realized that um, they weren't going to have Pedro, that's really when those scripts did need to be sort of revised. You know what I mean? That that is yeah. when it, it and it and it would have it would have been fine. It, instead, though, we just had it. it we got muddy writing on focus. I'm just saying it, Jason, because I think we need to have a place to have a responsible conversation about this that doesn't involve disney evil they hate us boycott store oh, oh i got oh, one for yeah. you this guy please stop mink these shit movies and ruining my childhood memories star wars Memory. died after empire please let it rip boycott this shit and stop being such losers well that was two t's I'm not gonna be a grammar Nazi, you know. know, I mean, if you want to be, you can. Maint is a word, though. I'm certain of it. It rhymes with taint. Maint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What's What's worse, though, if it died after Empire, and here you are, a good ten, eight, eleven movies, still bitching about it. You need to learn how to let it go, cousin. 
Jedi more than my uncle, and he still bought all the fucking toys, bro. Do you understand? Like, that's I yeah. had to learn the hypocrisy of like, yeah, I hate it, but the powers of the forest toys are on sale. Like, hey, he's five for one. Like, like you, you gotta go do it. Yeah. <laughs> had to watch the Ewok movie, went to the Star Tours premiere, like the whole bit, you know, like gotta so you know, but this guy M talked me out of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait. you know what? This is this will be our last show. Oh, no. I knew he was gonna drop the R word, Jason. I just knew it. So. You know, I just knew he was gonna drop it after the childhood memories thing. I was like, oh, um, here we go. Like, like. Yeah. Well, the the, uh, the uh, truth is that your childhood was shit. Your parents didn't really love each other. All of your friends have gone on and died, or gone on to have better lives than you. And now you're on my show being a fucking bitch about your time go go spend your life how you want to buddy you can do Whereas whatever you want with say that. a twat right yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yes yes yeah I, i'll call him a cunt you're a cunt just go go stop Ooh. stop being like you're, you're you're kind of uh you're, you're kind of i mean like like the way that you're going is two ways either you're a fucking pathetic loser who can't move on or you're a fucking bully and either way you can eat my ass. See you later. <laughs> eat my ass. Eat my ass. You're blocked. <laughs> you're banned, bitch. All right. He's just mad because every time he got the big toe, it never had the bubble gum. You know, mm -hmm. someone just took that shit. Yeah. yeah. I just want right. to have that conversation responsibly because I think it's a valid point. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It doesn't spark the end of Star Wars. I, I still believe, Jason. And I've said this since the first day I came on the show. The best Star Wars is still in front of us. I still yeah. believe it. Yeah. You know, like like it's just that's, it's as, that, as, that's, that's the magic of Star Wars. It's the possibility. Yeah, and then Andor came out on my mask right up there for Rob. You know, so like there's going to be mm -hmm. something out there that's going to be, you know, just as good as the thing you remember, if not better. Like it's just statistically, well, and, yeah, and statistically, Disney will never know when to stop. Yeah, well, so you got that problem. You can, so, you, so, no, no, I mean, they they will never, they'll they'll never like, they're never going to turn off the gravy train tap. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, right. yeah, yeah. That gravy's well, going to You know, he'll keep he'll keep going. So, so, so the, the the point is though is it's it's okay to be like, yeah, I read fifteen books in this twenty book series, and I like the first fifteen, and that's what matters to me. And then the last five, it doesn't mean that your childhood's been R-worded. It doesn't mean that it uh, Star Wars is dead. It doesn't mean that it like life is over. It just means, oh wow, I like this like stuff a lot, and this I just don't care for. So I'm just gonna pay attention to the stuff I like. It's I don't know what's so hard about being a grown up on that front. It it's means the courtship of Princess Leia has a pretty cover, but that's it. You know, like, oh. yeah, fuck you, Drew. Drew Struzan's kind of like the little like. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I think he kind of like, I feel like he was like, hey, come here. And then like, I walked over a pit full of fucking spikes, you know? <laughs> they knew so, how the trick is good with them. I'm a, little mixed, I'm a little mixed on Struzan for that reason. I feel like he tricked That's me a lot. It's not his fault. Oh, it, it is, is his fault. Not, it's all Struzan. I'll always blame the artist, right? Not, not the writer, <laughs> publisher, <actually>. editor, <laughs> licensing departments, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Crown books. I mean, I mean, maybe if they had just figured out plagiarism, the books would have been better, you know? Star Wars. <laughs> maybe. maybe. We all force float down here. Like, okay, cool. I'll read that Star book. Wars, just... Toothy Sarlax has a brilliant cover, though. <laughs> <you know? laughs> all right, so Skeleton Crew and the Acolyte. I've lumped these two series together. Oh my god, dude! I I, I haven't like figured out the new Windows yet because I'm like I haven't used Windows in a long time. And every five minutes, it's like showing me like a prompt about some bullshit I don't care about. I gotta fix that. Okay, is anyway. it Steve Ballmer? 
No, it's like it's, it's like it's on your computer. <laughs> no, nah, it's like somebody on Facebook fucking shit their pants. Do you want to see it? And I'm like, no, I don't. I just want to oh. read this article. Like on on my Mac, I had like a sleep button, and I'm guessing this has oh, a sleep. All right, the I don't know. Is. I don't know where it is on here. I gotta find it. Anyways, um, I've lumped these two series together as both series have wrapped productions ahead of the SAG after strike. Skeleton Crew wrapped filming in January of this year, and the Acolyte in May. Well, I heard that they didn't film it, that they owned the back taxes, and then they couldn't film the show, and then the show didn't, isn't going to come out, and it's all a trick. They just filmed a trailer for Star Wars Celebration. Confirm or deny? Rob, go. Celebrate good times, come on. Oh, great. Now the show's monetized, you asshole. Oh, oh shit. Um, <laughs> the former was originally slated for release this year. That's plagiarizing. With myself reporting that the series was looking to release in late November or early December, which was later confirmed by a star of this series. He means Purple Urkel. However, months later, I exclusively reported that the series had been delayed to 2024 due to the strike. At this time, I still don't know a concrete release window for Skeleton Crew. At the time I reported on the delays, sources simply just pointed to 2024 with an unknown window as many things were up in the air for various releases. Though one mentioned that it could release an entire entire year after its planned release. And I am going to say, like, I'm just being a betting man right now. This isn't like a scoop. But off, off, off of just conversations I've had, I think it's going to be after Acolyte. I don't want that. I would love for it to come out in early, early in the year but what i know about certain purchases and things like that in the industry it does not sound like they are looking to promote it in early 2024 and with mid 2024 being the acolytes like window being the core of the year it being the flagship show of disney plus i think it's very likely that we don't get it until the end of the year so currently i don't have much clarity one source mentioned spring as a possibility which which okay that'd be nice but in another later in the year but one thing they have both had in common was a general release was extremely unlikely uh, yeah which was which was has been a rumor marketing plans for the series had need to be put in put in place and generally seems far too short of a turnaround if you ask me and like so like like just to like put it into context like could it happen if they if disney all of disney's power will and might decided they wanted to Yes. Uh, KM, KM22 says, Jason, Windows has any notifications and actions under system settings? Thank you. I, I, I do. I'm still like tuning the computer up because it's brought to you by Tom. You know? Anyways, um, lately I don't have much of a clarity. Um, he goes on to say that it uh, marketing plans for the series need to be put in place in January. It seems far too short of a turnaround if you ask me. And like, yeah, that's that's I agree with that one hundred percent. And I and I would I would say that like, if Disney wants it to happen, they could literally make anything happen. Like in the sense that it like like the bus ads and the billboards and stuff, Disney owns those like the rents those outright for anything. So like, let's just pretend like Tron Nine was going to come out, and they they're like, okay, we're going to delay Tron Nine. Like Leonard Part Six. They just make Tron Le Nine. Yeah, Tron Nine. And then they they go and then they could just do that like like they they could do something like that. But if they were to, it would be a fucked up release. It'd be all fucking all over the place. It wouldn't be like that. It wouldn't be that clear. I don't I don't I don't think they are going to do that. I don't think that they would do that. So we'll we'll have to see how it goes. But I I'm I'm 
unfortunately very pessimistic about it. I think Acolyte's going to be first. The Acolyte I previously reported was due to release in the second quarter of 2024 with my hearing at the time being a May release. In the months that followed, I shared that the Acolyte could suffer a slight delay due to the changing schedules following the SAG after strike. It's possible the Acolyte could keep its second quarter release, but it's unlikely to me. But I could see it release in August. The August window is merely my own speculation. Oh, really? I wonder who else might have said that today. I wonder who might have taken your own informed speculation and maybe said the same thing. But given that Lucasfilm and Disney's track record with that month and or season one was first announced for August 2022, it was released in August 2023 on my birthday. Uh, and or season two was, was planned for August 2024. I could see an August release window being on the cards. So it does that would make a lot of sense and and once again i mean we could see acolyte come earlier in the year and we could see that uh what do you call it take august you know on that back end of things so okay this one's funny ahsoka season two the second season of ahsoka has yet to be greenlit the last we heard was that Lucasfilm were still having discussions about the possibility of a second season of ahsoka coming to fruition from a deadline report following the season finale it was not planned on including Ahsoka on. I was not planning on, on including Ahsoka, excuse me, in this list. But I am due to the narrative I've seen being pushed since I started writing this article. I've seen social media users claim or push the idea that a second season of Ahsoka was unable to be announced due to the SAG after strike. This is more than likely not the case. That's. I mean, I'm. He's just being fucking nice. He's just being. He's a little English boy. He doesn't know any better. He's got to be nice and polite all the time. That's fucking bullshit. That's what he's saying there. That that's like that's like the the Welsh version of that's fucking bullshit. Um, various studios have announced a new season of various TV shows. Whilst, see, he's a little fancy lad. Um, that that's why we're the Lambo lads, by the way. Uh, the shows while SAG has been striking, including Disney, who renewed and announced the third season of The Bear just mere days ago, when SAG were still striking. I personally believe a second season of Ahsoka will be greenlit and announced in due time, though it's unlikely to film until much later in 2024 if the series is greenlit for a second outing. And that, that's that's the other side of this. Is that it... Ahsoka's not happening parallel or before Mando Mando 4? Unless Mando 4 gets pushed way back. Okay, that, that's that's the caveat. But right now, right now, they are they are focused on Mando. And I've heard this now from so many sources. Mando's the focus. Who fucking knows? You know what I mean? But everybody's got to get their little, do their little fan math and then go, oh, I want to have call out and pretend like I'm a big old scooper. And everybody's going to think I really got the inside track on things and maybe I'll get respect. Nah, nobody respects content creators. What are you doing? Um, Untitled Ray Skywalker Jedi Order movie. The first Star Wars film to be released since 2019 Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is believed to be the untitled film being written by Stephen Knight and directed by Charmina Bajanoy, which would see Daisy Ridley return as Rey Skywalker, who will be in the process of constructing a new Jedi Order. Said film is believed to be the untitled Star Wars flick currently locked in for a May, for a May 2026 release. In April, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy revealed that Stephen Knight was expected to submit a draft of his script in mid-May. Knight stepped onto the Ray Skywalker film shortly after the, the, the departure of the film's original writers, Damon Lindelof and Justin Britt Gibson. 
sometime in the February or March of this year. However, Knight was unlikely to have turned in his draft mid-May as the Writers Guild of America, which Knight is a part of, began striking two weeks before his draft was due to be submitted. And uh, most likely they fucking were well aware of that. And Because I don't see why you would put a deadline like after the strike if it could have happened then and you were afraid of it. So I personally believe that Ether was never any uh, a real passion behind him getting it at that draft submitted on time if that makes sense makes sense to you rob yeah okay making sure you're still there at this time it was reported but i'm letting you read you okay, say yeah. I cut you off hey, hey, I, I don't say you cut me off rob you do yeah. um at the time it was reported by reliable <laughs> insider hold on we want to talk about <laughs> journalist <laughs> the insider the insider i said the insider huh? you want to talk about the marbles um, Um, if i were jeff snyder i'd make everything the end snyder i think that's just too good anyways that that the ray film was looking to begin casting by around labor day of this year so by september 4th and was looking to begin filming in april of next year however due to the wga strike knight was unable to restart work on his draft until the end of september and sag after began striking in july meaning the casting process could not begin the writers return to work, and by the way, that right there, um, all of the—I mean, I think even Snyder's made jokes about this. The all of the uh, the agents are still working on behalf of the actors and still signing intent bills and stuff like that. Everything's just ready to go. Um, the writers return to work on September twenty seventh, twenty seventh, but it's unknown if Knight has since submitted his draft at the at the, this time. And I honestly don't think it's very likely that it, we would know. That anybody would actually know, um, and until it hits a new production milestone, and then we hear that that's what's happened behind the scenes, then we could deduce that's what happened. You know, as mentioned, Knight only had two weeks left to submit his draft when the WJ strike strike began striking. Um, it's more than possible that Knight has now submitted a draft, given that the strike ended six weeks ago. If not, it's more than possible that he will before the the year's end. Unrelated, but Taika Waititi is also due to submit a new draft of his Star Wars script by year's end. Once Lucasfilm and Disney get a clearer idea of where they are in the writing and development process, which will become more clear with a night draft, they will then begin the process of locking in actors, locations, and start dates for the Ray Skywalker film. If we follow the trajectory that the film was on, I expect casting and possibly even filming to begin next year. The next year is going to be incredibly busy for Star Wars with multiple projects slated to release next year, including a live-action Star Wars series such as Skeleton Crew, The Acolyte, video games in Star Wars Outlaws and Star Wars Hunters, which just got delayed until 2024, as as well as animated series including The Bad Batch Season 3 2024, which will also see multiple projects enter filming, including The Mandalorian Season 4, the untitled Ray Skywalker movie, and maybe even Ahsoka season two. Oh, what about Star Wars Visions? What about Star I'm Wars Visions? What about Star Wars Visions? I no, I'm just doing so that. Excited with that one. No, I'm just being. I mean, I'm being the guy who finds like the one thing that a very in-depth art incomplete article doesn't do, and then it's like, well, you didn't do that, so you're fucking dumb, bro, and your work fucking sucks, dude. Hey, Chris Breezy, wake the fuck up. Chris Breezy says, "I'm going to bed. Good night." No. You're going to stay up and finish the show. 
He doesn't do you like it. You, you just read. Best Who do you think you are? He, he likes it when I chime in and cut you off. That's what he likes. He likes that. <laughs> back and forth. That ruins the show. Yeah, Gannon says, what's the plan for Bad Bat Season 3 now that the promotion that promotions can Dude, we're, can't we're not restart. even 24 hours from the strike ending and everyone's like, we can we go, 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 go. <laughs> this whole yeah. thing, here's the thing, Jason. I want to bring up here's another hypocrisy fans have. All I've been hearing for the last couple years specifically is we all need a break from superhero movies and from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. We just need a break. And the second the strike's over, when are we getting more stuff? When's it coming out? When's it, who's going to production? When's it promoting it? <laughs> like, like, yeah. Well, well we, we remember, the uh, the uh, people who are saying we need a break aren't the consumers of it. They're, they're, they're just the, the people that want to have a hot take on Twitter. Like, like for instance, our buddy Gannon here wants to know when Bad Batch is coming. I don't think Bad Batch is – I don't think Gannon's the one who's saying, oh, I need a break. I don't, I don't think people who, who want to watch the Bad Batch are saying it. I think it's just more of, of people who um, – are too lazy to read books, but get their pretension via film. Does that seem like accurate to you? That's what, that's what I kind of think it is. But uh, in some cases, yes, and some no. I think there are people who watch the Marvel movies who also simultaneously say we need a break while while forgetting there was a break during COVID about an entire year where you had nothing. Yeah, and then and then also simultaneously clamoring that we need to know how they're going to immediately fix all their problems, even though we want to break, but to fix everything. <laughs> like, yeah. And when are we getting X-Men films? Right. And it does bleed into Star Wars, but I'm going to be honest with you. This is the only place I listen to with Star Wars. Sometimes Santa and sometimes I turn on Meg show when I, when mm-hmm. I think she's got something weird. I look at that. I judge Meg's headlines and I'm like, did we already talk about this? Did we already talk about this? And then I, I, I gamble. I gamble if I mm-hmm. want to hear a more eloquent version of our conversation, but we, we generally talk about things for two hours. Succinct. Succinct. Yeah, she gets right to the point. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, but <laughs> that all being said, what about Dread, yeah, what about Dread Story? I told you it's never coming out. Yeah, my I I right now this isn't a scoop. I whenever I I have the opportunity to talk about things, it's not something that's like a priority of all the things that could delve into. But I am kind of getting more curious about it. But I think when ILMX Labs reformed as a company and took a different direction and got its new name and everything, it's kind of thinking that maybe a droid story was lost in that. Um, but also, you know, they're moving towards an towards AR, AR augmented reality quite heavily. And um, maybe they're going to make a game, you know, down the road where we have like droid pets in augmented reality or something like that. Maybe it will it will become something other than what it was initially slated to become. And maybe it will have a little story to it. <laughs> I don't know though. I'm kind of, I wouldn't be surprised if that's, if that's what ends up happening, you know, but I don't know, man. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to like, like the whole, like, like break thing, like in terms of like the market, they can overdo it. They can put out too much, but at the same time, it's like, I, I it's, the, it's the same. I love it's, it's I love the, well, no, like, like here's what I'm, I'm trying to like, like answer your point from before on it. Like, okay. and like, like Bespin went through and he was like, he told me a good point. He's like, I don't think that that superhero fatigue is, is real. But then he went through and he named the movies of the last like year, like Morbius and the fucking Flash and like all of these like movies that are, that did not connect with audiences. And when you start to go down to it, like if I'm just randomly going to the movies with like, with like a date, and then I took her to see Morbius, the next time I'm on a date, I might skip the superhero film 
because there was, it's been such a record. You know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, what? I, sometimes I took a sometimes date to they the want to Daredevil go to... movie in 2003. That didn't go over very well. I I, uh... I, I, think, I, I, the, I took a date to the first X Men movie to the, the when that one came out. That, and then um, and it was such a bad date because she brought <laughs> her fr- she she brought her friend. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I believe comic book movies are have been and probably always will be in the same position that the comic book uh community the comic books are right now like the actual comic books where people are looking for big marvel storylines and batman comics and everything mm-hmm. else is a smattering of what does and doesn't stick like the boys is working right to an extent maybe that won't forever but right now it is and indie comics like the walking dead will work you know for a while and then it'll be like saga was there for a little bit these little pop-offs uh but there is not going to be an Avi Arad cinematic universe movie, Sans Spider Man. It's going to rivet the fucking world. You know what I mean? In the oh, way that the Avengers to, just wait. When we see Legend, Legend of Zelda Chapter 10. Yeah. It, there's never going to be a series of Superman movies that blow the fucking gates open. Like, like it could do well. And that's really mm. what we're talking about. Like, doing well, having good adventure, genre based adventure films. It's what I put. They're in the same category as movies as indiana jones and goonies and all those spielberg lucasfilm you know willow were mm-hmm. it's just just a little bit more coherent a shared universe right or a consistent uh through line that you can sort of follow the question i have though is star wars and, and marvel being under the same parent company and having sort of a similar rabid fan base for its content is um what is the number like statistically speaking like like that that they can produce quality stuff at and everyone doesn't feel like it's too much because mm-hmm. like if they were like doing three movies a year before Disney well, Plus, right? Hold on, let me yeah. Finish. They were doing three movies a year before Disney Plus. And then they add these shows yeah. and that's too much. Is adding any show too much? Can they should they just have one show? Should should they just have a show called Young Avengers and that can have should a rotating shows- cast of new characters that they want to introduce and that's one show that you'd follow on Disney Plus, but then that doesn't get you the Disney Plus subscribers yeah. if there's only one show right you, you like but well I, here's the whole thing is 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 it's a disney plus argument and point and a film point aren't the same thing because right. me going like like right now like i have disney plus with that hulu package for my family everybody watches it okay everybody loves it we went we but when i go to the movies i'm usually like Right now, if I was to go to the movies to take the kids to the movie and like a girlfriend or something, I'm fucking four tickets in or a family, a nuclear family. You're four fucking tickets in. So the, the uh, truth is, is that when you get down to it, most families, I think, are going to go like once every maybe every quarter. So if you, if you get too if you get too many movies in a quarter, then I think the industry is going to suffer because at that point, if, if I have to see it. I might be like, oh, I'm gonna go without the kids. You know what I mean? I'm gonna just gonna go catch this one with with my buddy or something like that, and not take there's everybody. World, but, but when that when that happens, they're not getting the four tickets from me. They're just getting the one. There's a real, and I don't have numbers here. Obviously, no one's done. Yeah, like, me either. There's a real probability that a lot of people just saw Mario and Barbie and Oppenheimer this year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like that's it. They're tapped out at around three. Mm-hmm. And around three to four movies, maybe four, you know, like, like, yeah, but the reality is, and so that's, that's the thing, like, like, 
those three movies from that kind of audience used to probably two of them probably went to Marvel films, right? Like before pandemic. And right. now maybe they're going to one if they feature characters that they know and trust. And if they don't know and trust, they're just waiting for if I ever see it, I'll see it on Disney Plus. I'll, I'll go do something else. And so like that same thing has happened, not, not so much to Star Wars because there's no movies, right? But like it can if you have this many Star Wars shows and movies going on simultaneously, they can't match the quality of that content. I mean, there's just not enough. There's too many. How do I say this? There's this weird thing with art where you have to have a certain amount of eyeballs keeping the quality in check. But at the same time, like one person approving something can only like work for so long before you have to rotate out. Like no, no one coach can coach a sports team for 30 years. You know what I mean? Like it's not quite the same. So you have to bring out new and then there's, but then you have to bring in more new people, the more projects you do. Right. Like it's a, this is weird. You know, like there isn't a specific number, but there is a weird uh, alchemy or, or formulation for the amount of content per people, blah, 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 blah. And quality does factor. But even if everything was brilliant, even if everything was brilliant, Jason, not everyone would still be able to watch all of it. There's just aren't enough hours in the day. You know? well, the, like, and then then the other problem with it is that it with uh, the the sequel itis era that we live in and the IP itis era that we live in. Um, everything is serialized. Therefore, you need to continue. You need to continue like watching them, and you can't miss too many. And uh, at a point when you do miss too many, you just say, "Fuck it, I'm just going to move on with my life," and, and uh, you're going to drop out. Now, MovieGuide.org. I don't know how credible it is, but they say the movie industry sold 1.24 billion tickets in 2017. I decided to go pre-pandemic on the numbers because the post-pandemic numbers are kind of weird. Um, meaning that about 23.8 million people went to the movies each week in the U S and Canada, which was actually a drop, but 1.2. So 23 million people. So when, when things are really swinging, you know, not, not at max, but 23 million people, that means 23 million tickets are, 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 are on the uh, table per year. So it's quite quite a bit. Rick Jones, Ringo Spiderus, but mutant mayhem, man. Hey, that movie made 180 million worldwide, 118 domestic. That's less than the Michael Bay Turtle <laughs> movies. They're well received, but financially, they did less money than the Michael Bay films. You know, yeah. and nowhere near the money that Elemental made, which people consider to be a financial failure. So right. you can say, but they only spent 70 million on it. And I'm like, still, 70 times three is not 180 million. You know, you're still short mm-hmm. of the number you need to be profitable on that. So the toys yeah. made up the difference. That's that's where I always say, if you have something that sells toys, you you make up that diff in the toy department, which is probably where Marvel and Star Wars take the biggest hit right now is who's running out to buy toys for Quantumania, right? Nobody. Mm-hmm. So I don't have those yeah, numbers, I, I, but I, I, I did. I do walk by the aisles, you know, and I saw that 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 stuff stocked up. You know, and the turtle stuff were, and, and by by the by the same measure, a movie could come out not be cared, and the toy could still sell because it's fun. You know what I mean? It's like it's all weird, it's all strange. Oh, Todd McFarlane mm-hmm. put uh, all the toys he does. Once he put out a, a shark thing, it was like a remote control shark, mm-hmm. highest selling toy I ever saw. <laughs> really? Like, yeah. And it's like, well, if he used that as the litmus test, then he would never do DC toys or anything else. He'd just do remote control shark. But that's not how business works, right? Like, it's, yeah. It's, 
that's you know that's the way it goes yeah so aria says balin can now be recast and the like doors have opened right yeah <laughs> behind it all the bearded men in hollywood stand for it i mean i mean yeah she's not wrong i mean she, she could be recast now but i still think until you have um ahsoka 2 written ready to go or something else written in that time that needs to have that character. I don't think it's like really like super important. Like, I mean, realistically they could go on to, to, to season two and not bring him back. He could just be in that hand doing something, you know, I mean, I'm not, I hope they don't, but that could happen. It's, it's possible. Um, also like Taika's wife, uh, we we're talking about this this morning, you know, Rita Ora. Um, he says he's going to be putting her in his movies. Chance Rita Ora is going to be either a bit part or a big part in that next next Star Wars movie. You know, I think it's a little more complicated to get like a main character chosen, for instance. So I don't know if I would go that far with it, but that's something to, that we'll likely see happen. But yeah, Balin. Um, yeah, I don't think there's. Well, I'll say this much: just don't do what you did, what you did with Carrie Fisher in Episode Nine. Don't do that. You know, <laughs> just don't do that. That didn't, okay. that was, it was, I, I don't blame anybody for trying it. I think it was an, it was like, what do we do? They, 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 they tried. And it was, no, it's unprecedented in it, a way. It's the least so of my problems with that film, though, Jason. Yeah, I know. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's the, it's, it's annoying, but it's not, it's nowhere near my top five problems with that film. Yeah. Um, and also, and I hate to be the bearer of this news, but it turns out, Meg to the trench did 395 million. Meg to the trench did more than Indiana Jones. That's the world we live in. God damn it. You know, I'm I'm just gonna blame it on the whippersnappers being fucking stupid. But to be fair, it made most of it overseas. So you know the world is yeah, Europe. Yeah. What fuck What's you, up, Europe? Is it true? What's up? What would you yeah, you add to you Michael Bay love and mo fucker? Um, it's not Michael Bay. Comic, but... No, he loves Michael Bay. He loves Michael Bay, and and I'm saying well, yeah, like, that's that's what kicked the door open for the fucking Meg to come make two to make that much money. It's a bunch of like, there's no way that wasn't like Michael Bay fans going like, where's Michael Bay's movie? Well, we got the make the make two. I won't lie though, the make two does delight me when I see the ads for it because it's so fucking stupid. I mean, Five Nights at Freddy just made more money than Turtles. It's at two twenty. It's been out a yeah. week. Yeah. So well, and it, you know, and it look is it turtles is a better movie you know oh, like yeah by far like let's not even yeah five nights at freddy's is, it's not a good movie you know kids loved it though so it's like that's one of those things where i just have to go you know what it's not for me you know what yeah, i mean and they just got a actual like scarier like if they got one of those uh andrew stanton directed episodes of uh of stranger things you know what i mean mm -hmm. he probably would have been a better ex-pixar guy did some stranger things he would have been the best person for that that role i think andrew says like don't sign me up for that shit rob like i it's too bad i picked you sucker hey. you know I, you he made that uh was that movie about the confederate soldier everyone likes that uh what? john carter john oh, carter oh, he's a confederate yeah. soldier bro <laughs> yeah yeah he's our fucking yeah no it's ridiculous. yeah couldn't we just not make him can he just not be a confederate soldier and on the other no, side no, like it's wouldn't that be, be wouldn't that be okay you know <laughs> if he was can we since it's made up history can we put him on the right side of real history instead maybe i know i know i know 
is it, I mean, I'm, I'm being very serious. I don't remember the movie super well. It's been years. Like, is there an actual reason why he must be a Confederate soldier? No, it could have been set in the 30s and he could have been. Oh, okay. No, but let's, let's just say it can't be. Let's just, let's just say, is there a reason he has to be on the bad guy? No, no, he could have just been a rancher. You know what I mean? He could have been. Yeah. Why couldn't he just been from the North? Yeah. Could have been like a guy was, who fought in the Civil War and has PTSD. You know, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Could have been yeah. on the North. I know. I mean, I'm just going to say it though. Fucking generally. I don't know if people know this, but he licks up cum off bathroom floors. That's why I heard about him. That's what I, that's what I heard his, his kink was. He's a big old... Also what powers the general Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 um, and just, just so you guys know, like the statues, they all get together in secret. They all come on the General Lee statue, and then they all like lick it off, lick it clean. So like that's why they want the General Lee statue to exist, because that's what they're into. It's a big, big General Lee cum, cum pop, basically. So sorry, sorry to sorry to, to bring real news to the show, but that that's what's happening in the world. Um, even Criterion put Cascadian says even Criterion put out two Michael Bay films. Hey, you know what the uh, the uh, thing about it is in reality, culture and cultural significance is oftentimes defined by the amount of people who consumed the thing. You know, yeah, but the like, rock. If the rock hadn't been made, you wouldn't have got Metal Gear Solid the way it was. I mean, the Metal Gear Solid theme is the rock theme. It's not even. I, not even directly influenced, you know. Yeah, but my 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 whole criterion. Yeah, what? Uh, I would I would be okay with. uh Oh no, as you heard, he's all he's all would love to have come on and talked hunters in GTA Six, but been in out of the hospital these past. Oh shit, been working. So I'm fine, but don't know what's wrong yet. But I'll but I'll live. I mean, there's a good chance it's the Michael Bay films. I'm just gonna say, stay away from the Michael Bay films. But uh, yeah, let, let, let us keep keep in touch with us. Let us know how, how you're doing, dude. You know. Sorry to hear that, buddy. Because that's yeah, yeah. I I do. Hopefully, it's just a a virus or something. You know. Maybe a Star Wars live service will save them. No? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think it will. I think it will. I, I honestly, I think it might have been Hunter's getting delayed. It might have been like his will to live, like Padme style, might have started to dip. And I, we don't, booba, booba. I don't know why, but his will to live is leaving him. You know, that is, as a true time marches on, you will be able to play Hunter's all the time pretty soon. Don't worry. Into the future. <laughs> no, but seriously, all joking aside, I hope you feel better, bud. Um, Jonesy says, be well, as the true best wishes. Take care. Oh no, Drake Jones says maybe you have superhero fatigue. Drake oh, no. <laughs> Jones with the joke of the day. Um, it's a good one, Rick. It's a good one. Uh, as the true says, GTA fans not trusting our real leaks and Hunter's worldwide delay made things worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, whenever, whenever, like news of those things comes out, obviously, dude, open invite on the show. Just tell me I'm available, and you know, and I'll send you the invite. Because, um, yeah, GTA, like when that actual stuff does hit for it, you got to come on and, and talk about it with us because you're very insightful. He's, he's. I would say I'm getting the impression that as a true is a GTA super fan. So I'm all about it. I actually installed GTA last night, reinstalled it. And um, I don't know if like everybody had the same idea because of what was happening, but it took fucking forever to install it. Like 
seriously, it took like eight hours. It made no sense why it was so slow. All other games on Xbox, I would tell it to install. It would do them really fast. Like download fast, GTA, it's fucking crawling all day. So, well, Rob, did we do it? Did we do it, Rob? Hmm. Did we do it? Did we do it. No, we did it. I think we covered it. I think so. Uh, as she says, I can probably correct it tomorrow. So funny, we have some real leaks, and everyone is like, sure, clown. Just shows the dam- the damage grifters and liars have done. Yeah. So, as it's true, but that's been my whole life. Like, I'd read an article in Cinefe or, or in some magazine about, uh, was it? I'd read an article in GQ or something that would mention Batman Forever being remi- being made by the director of Lost Boys. And, you know, and I'd tell my friends about it, and they'd go, that's not sure, Rob. Oh, it's never going to happen. Oh, they're never going to get rid of Bat- Bankle Keaton. And then, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, this, this is what happened. These people, they're not they're not there to have conversations as a true you know what i mean like they're just there to be loud they don't yeah i mean i mean and and i understand like though after all of the years of no news on the next grand theft auto and the grifters and the liars i can understand why somebody would just be like yeah i don't but but what is infuriating to me is when it's actually like somebody with a proven track record you know what I mean and stuff. Yeah, that's that's when it's, it's like okay. You know what? At, at this point, like, if if I say something about Star Wars, for instance, and then they call me a liar, it's like, are you ignorant or do you just really not understand, like, wh- what what's going on? Uh, anyways, um, KM says KM twenty two says, correct me if I'm wrong, but the announcement yesterday was GTA gets a trailer in December for a release day to be decided. Yes. I believe that, yeah, and Acid True says yes. And then um, I don't remember, was it Acid True or Bespin who suggested that it would be with the Game Awards? Or was that just a general thing? Yeah, well, there? it was because after they said the December trailer thing, Jeff Keighley had posted at the Game Awards or in 30 days. Like he had yeah. made that right after. Okay. So it would, look, statistically speaking, that's where they're going to put it. I mean, I've. I've been part oh. of projects that were announced at the Game Awards, so you know, yeah, I mean? like, you do the math on your own project. You know, you see what's coming up, and you're like, "That's gonna be where they announce it." You know, yeah. Um, they put hoverboards into uh, Fortnite right now. It's pretty fun. So on Saturday, yeah. if you're able to play, yeah. And yeah. as it true, come on, come on when 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 uh, Rob is on because it'll uh, it it would just. You know, if you're feeling okay on Saturday, if you're not busy, come hang out with us. Um, I don't, as the truth says, I don't think it'll be the game awards, they're too big for that. They will destroy it. <laughs> yeah, it'll so, be the game awards, as a yeah. think so. Think so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yes, I, I, I could, I could also see them just releasing parallel to it, like in the same, like you know, little they'll, they'll have the symphony, they'll bring out Trevor, he'll sing. The national oh. anthem, you know? no no you're like you're like grand theft auto it's an erato erotica fixation higher squeeze your better. neck and choke it's your throat talking. now you're gonna be the goat because grand theft auto 6 is coming to tv it's gonna be a tv show on disney plus we're gonna oh, take no. out the cussing, <laughs> the violence, and the guns. It's coming for you, Grand Theft Auto Six on directed, Disney Plus. Directed by Ron Howard. Directed, <laughs> directed by Ron Howard's daughter, with consultations uh, from Ron Howard himself. 
No? Yeah, yeah. As an expert in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so as a trade, you think the game will come out in 2025? Is or are you laughing at that? I'm. I don't understand sarcasm. I am face blind. I can't see your I'm face. I'm inclined to think 2025. I wish they'd take the Nintendo approach and give us like six months before you know. Yeah. Everything, but. Yeah, I, I'm, and I was saying yesterday, like everybody has every reason in the world to not believe that the switch stuff that we're hearing is going to be as good as what we're hearing i i that's another one where i'm like i do not blame anybody for thinking nintendo is going to make the most basic bitch easy fucking stupid choice they could make that makes nobody happy and if it's even phil's current won't fill current in six months i totally would but there's so many signs that that switch to might not be dog shit and i'm fucking i hope I hey, hope what you Ari, Ari Arats keeps his hands off the Switch too. That's what I'm trying to what say. What do you define as dog shit? You know, just I just mean like an underpowered fucking baby's toy. You it's know what I mean? It's not going to be as powerful as a Steam Deck. It's not even going to have an OLED screen. Mm, no, nah, it'll be Your as Steam powerful Deck as an Steam OLED deck. screen. Mm-hmm. But I tell it, you, the biggest mistake they're making is no OLED. And it's if it, if it's if there's no OLED because I disagree with dual screens. I completely you know, disagree with with you OLED. Look better than you really are. No, I I no no. No really no, you're wrong. You're not wrong. But the the fact of the matter is the people who appreciate the OLED screen are playing on the fucking TV. And the people yeah, who are are little babies demo, uh, adults can't even see the switch screen. Like you'd have to have you're like fucking have a demo of mm-hmm. the system at a Walmart or Best Buy or wherever else you go. And then you're going to have the OLED version of the Switch sitting right there, and one's going to look better than the other. I'm just telling you. You're going to no. see a noticeable difference in screen quality. Rob, and people, Rob, they have fight by phones you, every you year. You aren't wrong. You, you, once again, you aren't wrong, but you're not, you're not hearing me. I don't think that, I don't think the people who would appreciate the OLED screen are playing on the OLED screen. They're playing it docked. That's the whole fucking issue. I think that's why it kind of doesn't make sense. It makes sense to make it cheaper and portable. Because the because children are the ones like do you ever see adults playing a switch? Yeah, they I, bought I, the OLED. I have a friend, fan, but guy who bought all mm-hmm. three of his kids the OLED switch. I, I'm not. I know. I'm not saying. I'm saying that it that it people who are, who who would care about it though would uh, would end up playing Zelda on their TV and they don't play it in the handheld mode. That's the actual consumer's habit. I'm doesn't line up with uh, it. Uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but a lot of people mm-hmm. just play in handheld mode exclusively. Everybody I know who has a switch is like, I don't I don't even know why this thing is like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody like just plays it on their on their like TV or they have a switch like you're on a plane, count the switches next time. Yeah, but that's not that's not a real fucking but you can't take your PS5 with you on the plane. That's the whole thing. I know, and so, I also don't play video games on planes enough that what OLED that the argument the, has OLED's, any merit. I am not a technophile. Like I'm I'm yeah. a guy who believes in take off the shelf parts and make the most out of it. And I'm just saying, I I think when you, when you charge something, you want to give people their noticeable difference for their buck. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you the OLED is a noticeable difference. They needed the OLED. And if you're not going to put in the kind of the OLED, the OLED is better. The OLED is massively better. That's That's not the point though. The is that it, that it that that the people who would buy the OLED are the fucking are adults and they don't play it fucking like that they put it on the TV. Majority of Nintendo is adults and adults buying it for their kids. 
they, and they get their and kids hooked on it. Switch Otherwise, Lite, they would just play iPad games all day. Why would they play a smaller screen when they have a giant iPad? Look at the cells from the Switch Lite and the OLED system. They are night and day. Yeah, but the other one's been out longer. And you know, OLED came out during no, the TV. People, not people even, wanted Switch 2 we or could Switch even, Pro, and we got an OLED. We, so we, we, could, e we could even just, just take a, a sample size of it and say, like, I don't oh, own a Switch around. OLED because I refuse to buy mm -hmm. an OLED when I know there's a Switch 2 around. But when there wasn't an yeah. OLED, I'm like, this is dumb. And, it, and I figure the only reason for it is because they might be going back to dual screen. That the, the is reason, actually yeah, it's possible. But, but yeah. I mean, they. No, I Which mean, I, in, in reality, what they should do is they should sell a set-top fucking console version because I am never going to play the fucking Switch on an airplane. I don't ride the bus. If I'm, I'm outside, you. I want to be outside, not on a fucking video game that I do inside. I'm with and you. like. And and then and then I buy a switch light for my children because I ain't spending fucking no OLED money on my kids. Fuck that. But they're not building. They're building a portable system, so oh, all no. the guts are portable based parts. They're all I, yeah. mobile parts. I, so at that point, mm -hmm. you don't want a phone that has a. Is the, if the iPhone twenty comes out, you don't want it to have an inferior screen to the last iPhone. Of course. That's no, that's no and once again, like Jonesy says, the advantage is that you can take it with you on a plane when traveling. Yeah, it, it, it's an advantage that you have a very nice OLED screen and that you can play it while you take a shit. That, that's an advantage. But is that actually what consumers are doing with it? And I, I don't think that is the, uh, the case. Well, none none and, of us have the actual and data. So, so like, like, like I, would, I, would, I would say, like if they wanted to, what they really should do is make a version that's really good for the TV at home and doesn't do that and then just make the Switch light. Because yeah, I'm not interested in going and buying a, a, an OLED screen from Nintendo. I don't want to do that. In fact, I don't, and I, I actually also don't want to play it as a handheld device at all. Like that's not my, you know what I mean? That's not, an, and that's not how nobody wants to play Legend of Zelda and the new Mario game on a fucking handheld small screen. Nobody would rather do that. Everybody wants to I play know, man. I do play sixty-inch TV. I you stream, know, I stream my PS5 you know, on Xbox to my, my Logitech G cloud, you know, so I can play mm -hmm. in bed with the dog and wife, you know, like as much as I love, I play the Fortnite on the big screen, but if yeah. I want to spend time with my fit, my, my, my dogs and my wife, you know, like just being there versus being up in my room, then I stream mm -hmm. it to that little device, which doesn't have an OLED, but it's very comparable. I've put them side by side. The screen is yeah. very comparable. So the switch, oh. you could have something that's very comparable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. we, none of us have seen the hardware. All that being said, it's just funny when they make a big deal about OLED and then the next system, like, nope, it's cut. Like, it's just one of those weird things. It'd be like calling it the Switch 3D and then the next one is like, yeah, it's all the same games, but no, I don't know, it's just weird to me. Yeah. But that's where we live in, dude. At the end of the day, folks, like a dog shit system to me would be like if it was all free to play model games, live service games, you know what I mean? The hardware, like, that kind of thing cloud mm -hmm. streaming games only that that's but nintendo doesn't even the wii u although clunky right clunky not an elegant system by any means was not a yeah. it was a good system it just they there was no support for it or or consumer interest you know and, and it i mean that was evident even at e3 rarely had i ever been to e3 jason when I'd see people just not give a shit about something as much as yeah. they were lined up for the Vita more than they were for the Wii U. Right. You know, like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, Aria just sent me the uh, new Steam Deck stuff. 
the guy named Jeff Knightley tweeted it out it's, and it says HDR. Bucks. Hold on. It's 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 HDR OLED display, 30 to 50 percent longer battery life, faster downloads with Wi-Fi 6E, improved thermals, and five percent lighter than the Steam Deck LCD model. Steam Deck 512 OLED 549. Steam Deck wow. one terabyte OLED 649. So that's so that's about that's about what no, but that but that's the one terabyte. And and so I I own the uh, the last I own the uh, the last uh, Steam Deck, and they told me it was going to allow PC VR and it was going to be able to do it, and uh, it did it. It was it was so they could fucking also eat my ass. I'm never going to buy another one from them. Um, yeah. fuck them. You know what I mean? Because like like my son likes VR a lot, and that's why I got it. Uh, they were saying that they were putting that in advertisements and stuff. They were doing that in the talks, and then it it couldn't do any PC VR whatsoever. It was just like it was ridiculous. So, um, but maybe that one will. I don't know. Who fucking cares? As far as I'm concerned, yeah, it's, it's, it's still five hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, and it's like if Nintendo put out a fucking handheld for five hundred and fifty dollars, people would revolt. They'd they'd riot more than they would <laughs> drag queen story yeah. time. Jason, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they would literally riot in the streets. It's ridiculous. Nintendo looks like blah 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 blah. So like, we just live in a weird world where like if a game console costs four ninety nine, it's too expensive. But yeah. if a Steam Deck that allows you to pirate whatever you want, and let's be honest, that's what they're doing. You mm -hmm. know, they're primarily pirating games on that thing in, mm -hmm. in OLED. Then it can cost whatever you want. It could, it could be a hundred bucks. I'm all for it. So I just this is yeah. the kind of consumeronomics, right? If that's a word. I don't know if that is, but mm -hmm. I just made that one up on my consumer own. habits. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't. No, no, it's okay. Consumeronomics. I don't understand like the happiness ratio to family. Yeah. So yeah, like, the like, like thing is simple. It just links up to my Xbox and streams it. There's nothing in it. You know what I mean? It just streams. Which well, like, like like my my whole take on the whole like handheld thing with Nintendo is is that it, they know grown-ups are only going to buy the console, and they've just fucking found a way to trick it into us having to fucking subsidize the Game Boy and the uh, Nintendo. And I and the I'm problem, basically though, and and then but, the but my Nintendo's games. worse for it. The, and that's what sucks. the problem with the dock version is they run in poorer performance. Mm -hmm. There's no real like you get a higher resolution, but it'll run in poorer frame rate. You'll yeah. get stuttered. It's so it's like, what are you yeah. supposed to do at that point? You know? Yeah, I don't like it. I, I'm, I mean, but but the 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 rumors about the new the new consoles, the new Switch, are are sounding like more like it, like it's going to be comparable to the Xbox X. That's that's what they're they're saying. Then by the time it comes out, Xbox X will already have been out for like two or three years, <laughs> three years, I think. So it's no, so it's not that crazy. But we have hit a point where like that's probably going to be pretty good for Nintendo, especially. <laughs> Jonesy says Wii U was great for Friends nights. Nintendo struggled with the fact that there's always that they always have a cartoon graphics element and always beaten by Sony and Microsoft for other games like Call of Duty and GTA, etc. Et well. I think that it like Nintendo, I mean, sells the console, they own the hardware, and then they also own the main IP from Zelda and Mario, for instance, and Mario Kart and stuff like that. So I don't I don't think Nintendo's necessarily as competitive with the other no. people outright as they are. Um, but they're they're hitting a point now, I think, where, where the graphics are are going to allow you to play Grand Theft Auto. Like the like Grand Theft Auto theoretically will be able to play on the next Switch, so that's the first time they're going to be able to actually like for in a long time be at least co like competitive because like 
with my kids, it was if my kids wanted to play Grand Theft Auto, they had to have an Xbox or a PlayStation or a computer. And the, they it's weren't going to be doing on Nintendo. Here's the thing. Know? Here's the thing, Jason. Mm-hmm. With Nintendo, they have they have Nintendo. There's Nintendo acolytes. Nintendo. There, there's millions more Nintendo yeah. fans, and there are people who play Call of Duty. That's just the way it is. Yeah. The question is whether you can activate them to buy the hardware. The mm-hmm. Wii U was the same. It was the console version of the original Fat DS. Remember they put out the DS, and it was this big, clunky. I loved it. Giant thing. Yeah. I, I imported the Japanese black version. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it mm-hmm. was a clunky system. Rob Rob can't be a racist. His his DS is black. Don't do that, Jason. <laughs> Come on, gonna, that's making fun of things that people this. say. No, Everybody no, knows that. No, it's called no, it's called a joke. I know. No, don't let me. Oh, um, actually, you can. <laughs> there was there was like a rapper, and he had a lyric, and it was like, "I can't be homophobic because my bitch is gay." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's the world we live in." But, so, um. <laughs> throw me off you're, you're trying to derail this argument but but it was a clunky system and they revised mm-hmm. it right with the ds light made it slim right gave it that it just looked the form factor it was the same hardware same games but the form factor jason the price came down a little bit but the form factor is what got all my friends man who were normal folks hadn't bought a system since maybe the 64 bought mm-hmm. a fucking ds ds light DS Lite, yeah. DS Lite, DS Lite, DS Lite. So the Wii U had an interesting concept. The, you could play it on your screen. You could play it on your TV. It was a console that you could stream to the screen. And I streamed to the screen all the time at that point because I was trying to spend time you know, with the dogs in bed before I go to sleep for like a half hour play a game. But right. it was a clunky system. The base unit was super long. It looked like a, the world, it looked like a bad thumb drive blown up you know what i mean like it's like mm-hmm. really and the the controller felt like cheap fisher price stuff mm-hmm. it just felt mm-hmm. wrong you know yeah. it just had the wrong thing they revised that into a switch mm-hmm. with the form factor was right and essentially the, uh, the same switch has outsold the wii surprisingly yes and essentially the same hardware though jason just a mobile version of that hardware yeah um and and it worked so like again with nintendo the form factors of you, you, as much as it, the cartridges were an issue with the 64 half the people couldn't get their head around that controller even though i love it they, they, they couldn't they look at it and go looks weird looks like a banana like yeah you know this so yeah. uh, people are consumers are finicky like that how many times have you been offered oh, i want to get that that phone or that walkman you're like that looks dumb like it's people are so picky like that so mm-hmm. yeah you know, hard to say yeah, Aria says I would rather buy the Steam Deck simply because it's an actual PC. People can do everything on it, and it has every game compared to nin- to Nintendo. But yeah, it but that's every game it has a lot of illegal games. Like, like <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, you, you. well, you you won't be able to to bootleg the uh, next Nintendo on the Steam Deck for some time. You would think. I'm all for emulation, keeping game preservation. The problem is a lot of these systems are being used to just steal modern games and yeah. as a game developer and as an artist i just don't agree with that stance yeah so yeah i mean it, it the, yeah they're, they're they're like dead there is a point realistically where if somebody was never actually going to have the money to buy all those games or they weren't going to buy those games so no one actually lost anything but then on the other hand um they definitely probably win have and they do have the money don't buy the game because they already played it for, for free or won't so 
there is like it's yeah it's we all have to make our decisions i'm not shaming you aria but that is a real fact type oh i don't kingdom steam deck in the youtube and you'll see yeah but but aria hasn't given any sign that she's bullying anything you know what i mean she just likes i'm not blaming her i'm saying it's largely used for that you know so yeah but that being said the the, uh, steam deck is clunky as fuck though i i did it was big in my hands i did not like it my my son who i got it for was jazzed about it and then i like and he was like watching youtube on it for like the first days he got it for christmas or something and then in the following days i started to see him going back to the switch well here's a problem with that i know this is a conversation we gotta go but i want to end on this like I love the 3DS, the new 3DS Lite XL specifically. The size yeah. of the screen and the eye tracking 3D. The 3D matters for me. Love it. Mario 3D Land, my favorite Mario game of all time. Beat Mario 64 because of the 3D. It's so mm-hmm. good. I get mm-hmm. you get I get those flutters when I jump off a a, a mountain or a cliff or something, right? And it's I shouldn't, but I do. That's how you know it's working. What? How are you supposed to keep that going when the hardware, all the hardware dies? I bought. Two 3DSs before they before the during COVID before the before it was done because I knew, you know, like the horror would die one day. So I, I statistically speaking, it's the third time I've used that today. Uh, these should last until I die. But what if they don't? You know yeah. what I mean? How are you supposed to preserve the 3D aspect? It's gone forever. So like game preservation is a real issue, especially when you get these like Metal Gear Solid, you know, ports that don't have the actual lighting you know, the post-processing that the PS2 can do. So I'm all for things that can handle all that. The line I draw at when it's taking, you know, real money out of developers' pockets and publishers' pockets, and then you're like, well, why does the publisher, they should be making new games. No, they're making live service games because making new games get stolen, but they're just going to make these stream games that sell you essentially skins because you can't, you can't yeah. steal. Like, that. it's a real problem. So mm-hmm. I get super excited when Nintendo... You know, sells 19 million copies of Tears of the Kingdom because that shows me that look, man, there's still a market for this stuff. You know, like in and and emulation aside, illegal emulation aside, people are still willing to buy it, right? If it's a great yeah. game. So like putting the effort in makes a difference, you know. And and yeah, and I just wish that whoever's in charge of the Zelda and Mario was in charge of Pokemon because there's way too many of those shitty games. That's a side topic, but you know, there's a difference in quality between the Pokemon games and the mainline Nintendo stuff, right? Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, maybe that that new one you can play Fortnite on it, you know. I don't know. You ever want to join us? You're welcome, you know. Um, yeah, it, 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 uh, I will always buy a Nintendo if there's a Zelda and a Mario game that that's going to be on that, that generation's console. And there always will. Okay. Be, I would think. And then, and then until life, right, Jason? probably, yeah. Unless like, like, you know, when Miyamoto passes away and then we have like new generation and Nintendo, they might lose what made it special. Miyamoto might... isn't mm-hmm. making these games. I know. Now. I, yeah, so I know. But, but he's, that. he's still, no, he's still there though. He's still, he's still there. Right. That's, that's that's the whole thing. Is yeah, but he's something... making shitty Star Fox sequels remakes. You know, hey. I mean? like Star Fox Zero was a Miyamoto project, and that is not a good game. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that is, that is a VR game without a VR headset. Try it sometime. Like, it really mm-hmm. is. It's yeah. the weirdest thing I've ever played. Like from Nintendo, short of Wii Music, which was also Miyamoto. So, I like the dude, but mm-hmm. game design wise, he may have hit his peak. You know, oh yeah, he's seventy years old. I mean, yeah, you you peaked at seventy. Chances are, oh, okay. 
but stop reminding me how old he is. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's why I was laughing yesterday. I'm like, uh, what's his name? Abby Arod, Arod, Arad, uh, and and him are like in their seventies. It's like, what the fuck, guys? Like, I know. retire. You know. But well, look, man, I don't even know if that's the case because then you get these Wall Street tech bros coming in, and what do they know too? So mm-hmm. you know, it's not an age issue. It's just like, are you at that level? Or are you not? I think Miyazaki is still firing all cylinders, and he's in his eighties. You know, mm-hmm. like so. Yeah, yeah, it does I mean, happen, but it's rare. You know, let's be honest. Yeah, and J- Japanese people are like from like a different culture than us, different values and stuff like that, and. You know, you can look out like a Kira Kurosawa. He was still fucking cooking, you know, late, late yeah. in life. So he was in his 50s when he made Seven Samurai, dude. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's you know, the yeah, it, when it comes to like the artistic stuff, sometimes you become a master or you are a master later. And when you're doing stuff, it's it's fantastic and it's good, you know. So you're um, saying this show is going to get real good. 20 years from now right like, oh it's gonna be cooking it's gonna be, yeah. it's gonna be <laughs> for really now good. we we're our, yeah it's not so good right now. yeah but i mean if i if i could because like like my my thing is like with 4k tvs being what what they're at yes the graphics can still get better they ray tracing it's on and all that bullshit that people get all like like you know bent out of shape about it's like, yeah, people but not everybody actually appreciates things at such a deep level. So once Nintendo is operating at like you know very moderate like graphics capabilities on 4K televisions, I think that's going to be really fine for Nintendo. And, but see, that's and, where AI really is helpful. AI, mm-hmm. DLSS, you know, upscaling mm-hmm. is the only responsible way to deal with that because having developers conjure up 8K textures is absolutely disgustingly ridiculous. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it's just not good. It's not good for power, for production, for any, makes no sense. You just don't want, it's not, it's not, that's where AI helps, you know? So yeah. I like the idea that theoretically you can make a game at PS4 scale, right? But DLSS could give you, you know, all the other bells and whistles that, you know, would you you know it does things in post-processing essentially it's a post-processing effect at the end of the day you know yeah um, but but it doesn't have blast processing does it <laughs> steam deck does though but it doesn't, it's gonna set you back 550 and a mega drive you could just, you know it was 199 jason with sonic so I know, like we we saw george lucas in his last public appearance and he basically couldn't walk Let's let's go let let's go let, let, let's let's go make him fucking make the Mandalorian season five. <laughs> fucking these people are crazy. They need to put the Pokemon cards down. I think and pay attention to reality. Stop stop taking the uh, Steam Deck outside. Sorry, Ari, I'm picking on you. It's a good place to stop the show, Jason. I think we, yeah. I think we you know what? No, f- fuck you, Aria. <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. Oh. I'm gonna find you, Aria. I'm gonna fucking fight you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We all love Aria. All right, everybody. Um, we'll probably be back tomorrow, um, especially if there's any news breaks. Anybody else plagiarizes Bestman Bulletin? I'll be here to report on it. Yeah, um, yeah you goddamn straight. Yeah, get up. Spaceships.